and welcome to the Imitator Podcast, where we're discussing how to become more like Jesus, one topic at a time. My name's Curtis Henry, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jeremy Sutherland. Hey, everybody. Today, we'll be discussing worthless things. And just on the, uh, the intro, I want to I wanna confess, I will probably switch up worthless things with useless things and maybe even empty things. Seems like the scriptures kind of jumbles those together. So yeah. we are discussing worthless things, but I might accidentally call them useless things. Well, the de- you're, you're not wrong. Um, the definition of worthless is having no real value or use. So saying useless in place of worthless, I think is okay. That makes me feel better about myself. Thanks. <laughs> Headline of the day today, we have a article from TED.com, as in TED Talks, TED.com. Uh, it's called The Rise of the Useless Class. And they have this quote here. It says, in September 2013, two Oxford researchers, Carl Benedict Frey and Michael A. Osborne published The Future of Employment, in which they surveyed the likelihood of different professions being taken over by computer algorithms within the next 20 years. And they estimated that 47% of U.S. jobs are at high risk. For example, there's a 90% probability that by 2033, human telemarketers and insurance underwriters will lose their jobs to algorithms. There is a 98% probability that the same will happen to sports referees. Cashiers, 97%. Chefs, 96%. Waiters, 94%. Paralegals, 94%. Tour guides, 91%. Bakers, 89%. Bus drivers, 89%. Construction laborers, 88%. Veterinarian assistants, 86%. Security guards, 84%. Sailors, 83%. Bartenders, 77%. Archivists, I'm not sure what that is, 76%. Carpenters, 72%. And lifeguards, 67%. I'm really interested to see how AI takes over the role of lifeguards, but I've been surprised before, Mm. so... It sounds like they're uh, they've been taking some cues from the what the movie uh, Back to the Future with Michael J. Fox, where uh-huh. he goes into the future and he sees like right doesn't like he goes into a a restaurant and there's like a computer behind the the thing he's serving him coke <laughs> and stuff. You I mean, some that. restaurants you do that, that movie, right now, and they have just like an iPad that you order everything. Yeah, you go into McDonald's and like you have your own yeah. like little cert. Yeah, you get your little kiosk. And so yeah. this article is written 2013, right? And we're already eight years into that, if my math is correct. And so yeah, we're well on our way to 2033 when apparently lifeguards are on the out by 67 percent. Right. It, yeah. I mean. Who knows? But that's what they're saying here. That's that's from, you know, Oxford researchers, which seems pretty reliable. But, you know, we hope not. We hope not. <laughs> and so all they're what is saying all these all these people's careers are essentially going to become useless. Right. But we're seeing that around us right now with like retail stores. You know, I just heard that in Santa Barbara, the huge store called Nordstrom's just went out earlier this year out of business. So they. Wow. So that this, what, like what, what comes of that, all that huge retail space? Right. Yeah. I mean, we see this in just in commercial real estate where, you know, retail stores, yeah, are going out of business and, 
and office spaces are going out of business and it's it's just a crazy time everybody's going remote yeah yeah so it, we at least see that most likely all all these people that are working at these retail stores are losing their jobs to online sales e-commerce so yeah i mean we definitely it seems like we're we're on our way to some of this stuff yeah, or even 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 like um, office space, right? The the spaceship is this sp- the spaceship. It's like um, Apple's home base. That new office that they just designed. Are you talking about the movie Office Space? No. <laughs> the, the the what's it called? The spaceship. I don't know. In Palo Alto. It's like their off. It's Apple headquarters. Oh, okay. They, they just completed a few years ago, but now everybody's working remotely. Right. And so nobody goes into the spaceship to actually do work. They just you know do the online Zoom thing. And it's like, what are they going to do with that space? Right. Yeah. All these empty buildings. Yeah. Pretty insane. So, uh, you know, the this article, it's really interesting. They they really tie, you know, it's called the rise of the useless class because people, this, this whole class of people that will be losing their jobs uh, as a result of AI progressing and all of that. It's really interesting. They really tie people's use in the world to their profession. The value. Their value. Yeah. Exactly. And, and I think, you know, it makes me think, what does God say about what is worthless or, or what is of value today? In Acts 14, uh, Paul and Barnabas are traveling, and um, they're in Lystra. They're 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 you know giving the gospel. They're preaching, and um, the the locals saw Paul and Bar- did I say Barnabas or Silas? Paul and, si- and Barnabas as gods, as the gods incarnate. And so they actually were getting ready to worship them as Zeus and Hermes. And Paul realizes what's happening. And it, and he says this in Acts chapter 14, verse 15, saying these things, men, why are you doing these things? We also are men with you, the same nature as you and preached to you that you should turn from these useless things to the living God who made heaven and the earth and the sea and all the things that are in them. And so he's like, hey, you you think that we're these like gods, like, no, we're not these useless things, these things that bring no worth or value. And he's really pointing to the idolatry and these beliefs that they had. And so um, Paul just calls it out what it is. He's, these, these, these are useless. They're useless. Yeah. yeah, I think just from reading, it seems like the two biggest places where God uses the word worthless throughout scripture is when he's talking about uh, when he's referring to people who do not obey him or idols who, who people have placed over him. Uh, and I think, you know, it's, here's a couple verses on that. Second Kings seventeen fifteen it says they rejected his statutes and his covenant he made with their ancestors and the decrees he had given them. They pursued worthless idols and became worthless themselves, following 
the surrounding nations that the Lord had commanded them not to imitate. Right. I mean, I just think that's such an interesting parallel. He's, you know, he's talking about how people are pursuing worthless idols and as a result, they became worthless themselves. I don't think, you know, I don't think in second Kings, they're saying that, that, uh, people are actually worthless because obviously people have innate value, right? And that's clear throughout scripture from the beginning to the end that people have value because they are image bearers of God. Um, so he's not saying that they have no value, but I think it's more in that dictionary definition that we read. It's like they're, they're useless. You know, these, it's hard for God to use somebody who's worshiping idols or worshiping something else, yeah. you know? Yeah. It kind of has the idea of, uh, First Corinthians thirteen, First uh, Corinthians three, and, and Paul is talking about the foundation that Jesus laid, and Paul is saying like there's no other foundation that anyone can lay. He says now, uh, verse twelve says if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, or precious stone, wood, hay, or straw, each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work and what's and of what sort it is. So it's like these things that were putting our time into and put bringing uh, our own worth and value. We'll see what stands the test of time. As far as like when God's consuming Holy fire comes, like some of it's going to get burned off the wood, hay and struggle. It's going to, it's going to burn away. Right. And, and uh, these, these things that we, maybe some of us who put so much time or worth or value into something like it's, it's God alone who knows what holds value, who, what doesn't. Right. And I think where, where our culture and where TED.com would say our value lies is, is primarily in the work that we contribute to society. But, um, you know, I think through scripture that does have some worth, but it doesn't define our worth. You know, yeah. Yeah. It, what we contribute is of value to society. But um, it seems like through scripture, our worth is much more rooted in and centered around Obviously, how who were created, and you know to to bear His image. You yeah. know we're we're created to bear God's image. So he, we get our worth from Him, and we get our worth from our worship of Him and our usefulness to His plan. I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Okay. Think of it this way. This this picture comes to my head of of a screwdriver. You know, like think of like not like like electric cordless screwdriver, but like an actual screwdriver, like a Phillips head screwdriver. So somebody created this thing to do a specific job, to turn a screw, you know, like to mm-hmm. either screw it or unscrew it. Um, and that tool in itself is, it's it's kind of neutral, but you put that into the hands of someone either who doesn't know how to use it or wants to do harm with it, and it becomes a dangerous tool or, or could bring harm or take apart something that's not supposed to be taken apart. <laughs> but put it in the hands of, of somebody who knows how to use that tool, you know, much uh, profit can be made off of that tool, and and it's and so to say that tool is useless, um, it, it's it's the person using it that brings it value, hmm. you know. And so, are we allowing God as that tool to be used for His purposes and His good, or or are we like 
the tool saying, I, I got this by myself. I'm going to do what I want to do and like right. bring in harm or damage. And so. So what gives us worth is us being in the hands of God. Yeah. Who knows how to use us. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Okay. I'm just clarifying that um, for myself. <laughs> uh, so here's another great verse. Uh, it's in 1 Samuel 12, 21. It says, don't turn away to follow worthless things that can't profit or deliver you. They are worthless. It says worthless twice there. Mm. Interesting, right? You should note that, yeah. It's the only verse that I found that said worthless twice, but can you give us some backstory on that First Samuel 12? So the context of that verse is that Saul is going to be, uh, he's addressing the people at Saul's coronation. And he's reminding them that, hey, now, you, that, now that you have a king, that's okay, but hey, just don't look to the king. Don't look at these empty things to... Uh, provide or profit or deliver or, or to bring value and don't forsake the Lord because he's the one who's ultimately going to shepherd his people. Right. He's the one that ultimately profits us and he's the one who ultimately delivers us in our times of need. I, th- I think that was probably a part of their motive. He's probably addressing part of their motive there for wanting a king, don't mm-hmm. you think? Of like, oh, we want somebody who's going to lead us. We want somebody who's going to deliver us and and do all these things for us when that was supposed to be God's role. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think we have that so much in our lives as well. We look to these, uh, I don't know, worthless things. We look to these things that will save us. And, and maybe those things are relationships. Maybe those things are thing, you know, just uh, the next job. Or maybe that's things like, oh, if I just had that car, it might it would all be better if I just had that job, that motorcycle. Yeah, I know. You're looking at me, me, (laughs) staring into my soul. It's true. And I I have to remind myself, like these things will not fulfill us. These things will bring me harm and not profit me if I, if it's not in accordance with what God has for me. Mm. Um, And so kind of surrendering those things like, yeah, I, I'm hoping for a motorcycle. Um, But I have to remind myself that will not fulfill me. If God wants me on a motorcycle, then that's, 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 then he can bring that in. But, um, yeah, yeah. And it, here's a Psalm 108 12. It's kind of a, I think addressing people who are looking to, to other humans to give them the help that they need. It says, give us aid against the foe for human help is worthless. And I think, you know, the only help that we can trust on, rely upon and, is is God's help. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. And I think as far as being imitators of Jesus in this way, I think Jesus was such a an instrument in God's hand. I mean, even when he didn't want to be, even when it was extremely difficult, he did an amazing job of just being a tool in the hand of God and... Yeah. And totally getting his worth from the Father. Yeah, yeah. Asking the Father daily what 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 he was called to do. Yeah, he's he set the perfect example for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I guess it's a good point to to look into our lives and see what worthless things we're pursuing that are outside of God. What are the things that we're looking to to give us that fulfillment? What are the things that we're looking to and in our own lives addressing kind of where we're not obeying him, not being an available tool 
and where we've placed our trust in things that are outside of him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my college roommate and I had a saying whenever we saw fancy, shiny things like, and, and, and the, maybe the lack of in our own lives, we had to remind that it's all going to burn, you know, <laughs> uh, it's, it's all going to burn. It's, it's, it's temporary. It's, it's fading. It's passing away, but there's a greater crown for those who, as we set our eyes to the kingdom of heaven and, putting our treasure there instead of on this earth where moths, rust, uh, thieves all can yeah. have at it. Um, it's, it's propping up those things like that, that are kingdom minded and not that a jo- having a job is bad. Having a job is good. We are called to work with our hands. Like we need to do those things, but, um, let's just make sure that we're, uh, following God in, in the, um, in the work that we do. You know, Jesus was a carpenter for th- you know, the first 30 years of his life, that was, he did that serving his father, serving with alongside his father. And he, and that he, he didn't see that as wasting time. Isn't that crazy? Mm. Uh, he, he never, he wasn't wasting time in, in, in his, in the carpenter shop. Um, yeah. Um, he, he was, but that was where his father had called him, his heavenly father had called him to do. And so he just remained faithful at that. Um, and there was worth to that. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. So we just want to thank you for joining us here on the Imitator Podcast, where we're discussing how to become more like Jesus, one topic at a time. We appreciate you tuning in. And if you'd like this episode, please give us a five-star review and be sure to share this with your friends. That's it for us today. Have a great week. Blessings.